Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and I'm joined by Johnny and Harry, and for the first time, Joe. Now, Joe, you're one of those friends that I can spend an entire weekend with and say no more than a few words with between, like, watching movies, playing games, and drinking beers. Maybe, like, a sentence between us. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that translates into an only audio format. But I'm, I'm excited you're finally here. How are you all doing? Don't rush to answer me. <laughs> I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm doing pretty good, yeah, can't complain. I had quite a weird interaction today which i thought this is great for the how you doing boys bit i was walking back from the shop and there was a woman just stood outside her front door and i walked past and she like shouted me back i was like fucking hell what's going on here and she handed me a bottle of sparkling water and said i can't open this can you have a go (laughs) (laughs) that is fucking weird you look like a strong young lad It was really easy as well, stupid cow. (laughs) Was that not the build-up task to see if you could open that and then be like, okay, I can't open my door either. Can you open this for me? (laughs) Maybe. I just walked off. I put my headphones in and I was off. That's the one job done. (laughs) Everyone gets one. (laughs) Like when a teacher asks for strong boys to carry the chairs. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been pretty useless at that today because I was saying earlier I was doing the Ninja Warrior yesterday for a friend Ellery's birthday and my entire upper body doesn't work. There's nothing more humiliating as well than like a load of eight-year-old children just fucking nailing the shit that you failed miserably at. So (laughs) not only am I broken, I'm humiliated too. (laughs) I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you stretch? Fuck no. <laughs> of course I didn't. That's I thought problem, it was going to be easy. I was like, I've seen that on TV. That shit looks fucking dos. We're on the wrong side of our 20s, mate. You've <laughs> got to stretch. You should be stretching every day, let alone if you're doing a ninja course. That's true, yeah. <laughs> well, I foolishly assumed that I am, in fact, a ninja and that everyone on telly is just making a big fucking deal. But You never see ninjas stretch in the films, do you? That's false advertising. They stretch before they get changed. Yeah. In the montage bit before. When they're gearing up. Come on, everyone, remember to do your lunges. 30 minutes of stretching. And then you've got to do a warm down after you've killed somebody. Yeah. Got to really do your shoulders for all them shurikens. I'd be a great ninja unless I had to look left at my target, at which point my neck would just fucking fall apart. Fine looking right, always great. Sometimes if I look left, all my shoulder muscles tighten up and I go, <laughs> You just have to go the long way round. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to turn 270 degrees here. Yeah. I so wanted to say that, but my brain is so dumb, I couldn't figure out what three quarters of 360 was. <laughs> I've got to turn to nine it's just o'clock. 180 at 90. <laughs> Pirouetting on the spot. <laughs> Right, I can't do maths or look left. Those are my down, downsides, boys. On top trumps. That's your... Uh... <laughs> top trumps, but it's only things you can't do. It's not your powers. It's your weaknesses. <laughs> Bottom trumps. <laughs> oh, how are you doing, Joe? How, how, how are you enjoying this so far? I've been quite nervous to have you on. 
I, I suffer your judgment more than anyone else's, so uh, I do want to impress you here. I'm good, mate. I had a nice walk. It was cold outside, yet sunny, so yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, cold outside is really on theme, isn't it? Because yeah. this week... <laughs> Even though I promised we would do big because of some scheduling conflicts, uh, this gave me the chance to choose a film I've always wanted to see, and it fits nicely into our January theme of New Year, New You, and that's John Carpenter's The Thing 1982, starring Kurt Russell, Keith David, and lots of other big names from this time. And uh, let's get started as we usually do with the plot synop. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research... God damn it. First one of the year, I was like, I'm going to nail this. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base by helicopters shooting at a sled dog. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. A resourceful helicopter pilot, Kurt Russell, and the camp doctor, some other guy, lead the camp crew in a desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one. You'd think after 80, I think, three episodes, I would read these before trying to do them for the first time. Yeah. Just give it a glimpse. I feel like that isn't completely accurate as to the film anyway. That's implicating the dog being the monster full stop. The monster has taken the shape of the dog. <laughs> it was never yeah. a dog. It's no, not no. a dog. I think we all knew as well. As soon as we saw that dog running away, being shot at by the worst marksman I've ever seen in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he unloaded a hundred plus rounds on that dog and it, it fuck all. And a caseload of grenades. God knows what they were for in the Arctic. But yeah, not a single hit on it. And also, it's it's lucky that it is pretty obvious that it's a dog, even though I've not seen this before. And also, I, I'll mm. get into it in a minute, I saw a an interview that John Carpenter gave about this. But if you hit the X-ray feature on Amazon Prime, where I watch this, the first actor in this scene is the dog, named Jed. And then underneath it, it says, dog thing. It's like, oh, well, that <laughs> removes any of the surprise. <laughs> it's like, God, I knew, because fucking Amazon would have spoiled it immediately. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. Dog thing. Either this person has never seen a dog before, or that dog is the thing. What is that? Is it some kind of dog thing? Could be a dog. I didn't write dog once in my notes. I kept writing wolf. <laughs> yeah, a wolf so is a dog I. thing. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They didn't know what wolf was. <laughs> what, it's uh, some sort of dog thing. <laughs> <laughs> a wolf, maybe? <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know from that bit anyway, there's a lot of shots of a dog staring, and you're like, hang on a minute, there's something going yeah, on with that one. You, you quickly yeah. learn this is not a normal dog in the following scenes. Dogs love staring, though. That's standard issue dog yeah, but it's behavior. Weird. And it, it's like too knowing when it like it's going around the corridors and checking rooms and shit. Yeah, there's things going on with that. that uh, <laughs> if it had the ability to see. smirk, it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no normal dog. I'm some sort of dog thing. <laughs> You've mistaken me for a wolf. I am, in fact, a dog, dog thing. Oh, God. <laughs> so I recently saw uh, an interview, serendipitously, before I'd even picked this movie, where John Carpenter was talking about the scene and how he said that, you know, it, it being a dog as well was quite purposeful. It's supposed to denote that, firstly, that this is an apocalypse movie with dogs, like, being man's best friend. It's odd that people would be chasing a dog and trying to kill it mm. in, like, this brutal way. 
to support that theme, in the in the interview, which I thought was really interesting, you said that the type of the apocalypse this is is like one from within, where like it's and obviously it's a theme throughout this movie is where there's no trust, and as mm. soon as that is removed, everything goes to shit. Have you boys seen the? That new Ethan Hawke movie, I always forget the name of it because it's so fucking the world, generic. The Way the World Ends or something? Something like, it's, see, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a name oh, that is just one. four words, yeah, yeah with, where the ship the is coming into the shore, it's Julia very similar Roberts. to that. Where like, as soon as there's a lack of trust, everything just goes to shit and yeah. it's one person for themselves and everyone's against each other. That obviously is a theme throughout this. Gotta yeah. fill that bathtub full of water, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna annoy me, what is the name of that movie? Leave the world behind. Leave oh. the world behind. That's, <laughs> so that's not what it. I said. <laughs> so close. Yeah, but it, even, that's a terrible name because none of us yeah. could remember it. We just knew it was something <laughs> <true>. generic. <laughs> yeah. One thing I didn't know about this movie, I, obviously I'm quite aware of it because it's it's massive and I, I've seen those, the, the clips of like the special effects scenes yeah. so many times on, on YouTube and things like that in shorts. But I wasn't aware that the movie opened with a spaceship crash landing. I thought it was quite on the nose. Yeah, and yeah. It felt a little bit silly to me because I knew what was coming. It's like, what, so the alien was just flying around on a Sunday drive and accidentally crashed yeah. into Earth and that's why <laughs> this movie happened. It was some very wobbly uh, flying, to give it that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah that, and that made me think and maybe it's more like Alien where that ship belonged to someone else the thing got on board the ship yeah. and oh, then that's right. why it crashed oh, okay, but then later yeah. on in the film it's, it actually confirms that no that was the Alien ship and they just oh, happened to crash another another one, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a smaller <laughs> ship later on unless they gain that knowledge through assimilating if there was no sign of other life on their spaceship and they no. would have investigated uh, I, it I just presumed that it crash landed there was a problem with the ship and it just crash landed yeah oh no I presumed Evan's original theory that it was like the flood in Halo that's why it's crashed because it's like consumed all the people on board yeah. And I didn't pay attention to the bit where you said it proved that wrong. So that's what I was still going with. They say that the Norwegian station like investigated the ship. They dug it up, yeah. hadn't they? So they'd been inside, the hatch was open and everything. So you'd think they would have found signs of life because this thing doesn't seem to eat people. It just like takes their genes and can turn into them. Yeah. That's one problem I have with this movie is like there's two steps to this alien process, which is to kill and then assimilate, but mm. then we don't know what the end goal of it is. That's Once it's it. assimilated, what what's the plan? What are you yeah, going to well, do? Its motives could either be to take over the planet by assimilation or it's literally just trying to survive. So by assimilating everything around it, it's not in danger is what they say then there's no enemies for it. So whether it's either a purely survival thing or whether it has like a goal to take over the planet, they never really... Well, I guess, how would they fucking know, I suppose? Yeah, I think I'd subscribe more to it like being a survival thing. Yeah. Because certainly when there's more than one of these things walking about, it seems to be every one for itself. They don't really care about the other ones as long as one survives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you saying that it's like the Flood, Harry, actually makes a lot of sense to me. If they're just trying to... Their goal is literally just to keep popular and keep breeding... Yeah. The flood is like more fungal, isn't it? They can like, there's a hive mind behind it, which you don't really get the feeling of in this. No, that's true. My take is it's sort of like a virus that's trying to just spread. Like, mm. influenza hasn't got any end goal, has it? It's just trying to. Spot on. Yeah, yeah actually, that's a good point. Yeah, true. <laughs> All valid points. <laughs> God, we should have gone influenza on to see what his end goal is. We can really clear all this up. <laughs> I want to take over the world. <laughs> the world's tiniest microphone. <laughs> <laughs> 
the first thing we get with Kurt Russell and it, what's his character's name? Uh, McReady. 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 That's why I read it. Yeah. Word word there. <laughs> also, because uh, I'd not seen this before, I, I wasn't like aware of what people's monikers were going to be. And when I saw his name written down, I was like, oh, people are definitely going to call him RJ because that's cool. Yeah. And then no, it's just the last name. RJ McReady. <laughs> RJ, get over here. Yeah. That's like action movie stuff, but no. But they do call him Mac, and Mac's a pretty good action name. I fucking love Kurt Russell. That dude is a legend. Man. He's awesome. Yeah. That hair and beard, yo. I wish. I wish I had that hair. <laughs> that was his real hair and beard as well. It wasn't like... Yeah. It, it took, took him a year, him to, year grow to grow yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well, we cool. read the same fact, Johnny. Nice. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it helped that this movie was delayed by quite a lot for, for different reasons. They were waiting for his hair. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. Possibly. It also helped John Carpenter really tighten up the script, which is why this is just such a tight, really yeah. great flowing experience and probably why it's lasted so long in like as a cult movie. That's it. I think... I mean, we'll get to the question at the end, but I think the only things really that kind of let it down were just its age like it it dated itself out in terms of effects and stuff but because it was practical it still looked pretty good i thought yeah. even i mean it's very choppy between each of the stages of it like chomping on people and turning into what these horrible monsters were but they said it was like a benchmark from there for like yeah yeah the all... practical effects in this are iconic yeah yeah very yeah. cool and you, well, you could compare it against the, the 2011 one which is a prequel to this it actually takes place oh. in the norwegian station oh, and that's cool. all cgi and that really removes from yeah from what I've seen of that. It just looks you, you can picture the CGI from the era. Just, yeah, you know, yeah, it's ten years old now. It looks shit. Yeah, it's, it's not awesome. But you get to see, you know, when they go to Norwegian base, there's that two-headed one they bring back. Yeah, it's mostly about that guy and how he got formed. He's like two of the different scientists merged oh, together. That's that's oh, good. Shit. I just assumed that it was a remake of this one, but that's I quite like that it was set in yeah. The, yeah. I did look at the cast list and they were all Norwegian, so it shouldn't be surprising. I do think they all speak with American accents. Yeah, in it, Joel Edgerton was the main dude. <laughs> was he? Yeah. But everyone else was like <laughs> Olaf Sergustin. <laughs> I shit. always assumed it was Mark Wahlberg because that seems like a real Mark Wahlberg yeah. movie where he's just running about like, come on, guys. <laughs> was um, was the prequel yeah. Carpenter as well, do you know? I don't think so. Okay. No, it's Mathis Van... It's a Norwegian guy by the looks of it. <laughs> Couldn't even attempt his last name. Mathis Van. Heinjingen. Heinjingen Jr. So that he's the second one. That name's so popular they did him twice. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? With the yeah. Heinjingen. Anyway, so yeah, Kurt Russell is introduced. He's playing chess against the computer. And quite like a pivotal scene because a lot of this movie is him sort of playing chess with the thing. Like it's kind of a, mm. a tactical thing. Yeah. But how he destroys the computer after it cheats. And I was wondering, Joe, if you would pause and check whether or not it cheats. I didn't have the patience to do so. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did feel that, though. I play a lot of chess on my phone, and I, whenever the AI beats me, I'm like, oh, fucking fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't destroy my phone, though. <laughs> just uh, Apparently, the, the computer did actually cheat, which is why he just pauses drinking. That's supposed to be yeah. thematic oh, right. for, for the rest of it, which is why he's yeah. just happy to burn everything to the ground once the monster <laughs> technically wins. Like, oh. Fuck, yeah. fuck everyone, man. <laughs> well, I read somewhere that uh, the moves that the computer says isn't actually what happens on the screen that's shown. So it cheats, I guess. I knew you were going to look into the chess stuff. As soon as there was <laughs> yeah, chess I in the movie, I was going to check on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then another iconic scene then, as the dog sort of gets towards the base and Fane's needing help from people. The Norwegian man lands after the helicopter blows up, actually. So he runs away from the blowing up helicopter (laughs) and starts running towards. And we don't get any subtitles for what the Norwegian man was saying. And I'm sure you all looked into this as well. Yeah. Oh, then Harry, at least you'll learn. It's quite purposeful why we don't learn what he says, because he, he tells us what's happening before you learn. He says... And this is roughly translated. Get the hell away. It's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. It's imitating some sort a dog. Of dog thing. It isn't real. <laughs> Get away, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> he basically says. Uh, it's a wolf. <laughs> it's not a dog, but it is some kind of dog thing. <laughs> It'd be shit if you were watching it and you could speak Norwegian, wouldn't it? You're like, oh, yeah. well, good. <laughs> well, I suppose in that, they changed it to English. They yeah. just flipped yeah. it around. <laughs> While we're, we're coming off talking about Kurt Russell's amazing look. So they've they just doused the helicopter flames after they've shot the Norwegian guy for shooting at a dog. And everybody just looks like scientists in big coats and everything. And then Kurt Russell walks up in his sunglasses and his fucking Top Gun style flight jacket, just looking so fucking cool. And I was going to make a big fuss about why the star needs to look like that. And then we go back into the base when they, they bring in the bodies and everything and the dog. And everyone looks like they've taken a <laughs> shot of pure 80s into their veins. Everybody's got sunglasses yeah. on inside. Yeah. One guy has got a fucking denim vest jacket on. Everybody's smoking. It's insane how 80s this fucking yeah. movie is. For something so isolated, which didn't really need to be a timepiece for this era. Not at all. Fuck, they go hard on it. Yeah, Everybody man. looks so cool. There's perms, there's the lot, isn't there? Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I read, like, I can imagine the set anyway that at the time everyone smoked, but Kurt Russell, he would take a drag before he would do a scene so that it made it look like it was more like... Fucking... Like, yeah, more shit in the air, I guess. Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> Fucking just him, just... And roll. (laughs) (laughs) And that guy comes down on roller skates as well, so that's what made me know. There was just no need for him to have roller skates in the station. He comes rolling down the hallway like, to the morgue where there's a dead body. What's up, guys? Looking at some dead people? We do get introduced to all the characters here, don't we? And oh, yes. And there's quite a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I don't think I got any names apart from Mac. I think there's a copper. There's one called Windows. Ah, Windows, yeah. yeah, He's the comms guy. Windows was on the comms with his sunglasses on. Copper is one of the doctors. I think Blair is another doctor. The guy on the rollerblades was... He's the chef. Knowles, yeah, yeah. And then we've got... um, Childs, who is like something. Yeah, they're kind of like trying to be hero, trying to be leader of the situation. Who's the one? Who's the president from Rick and Morty? Yeah, that's that him. is. Yeah, yeah. Reverse he's also drop. the voice of Spawn. Okay. He's in Community. He's been in fucking loads. Okay. Yeah, he's wicked. What I don't understand is this base. Is this a research center? Like I assume it would be because where are the fucking scientists then? You got two doctors. I think Blair because, was one of the scientists. So they've the got doctors, a chef. Yeah. And a dedicated fucking pilot, but they only have one scientist. There were two doctors. I don't know if one was a medic, but I guess if they're like drilling in the ice for like microbes, they only need a biologist, which is what I think is what Blair was. So they have like a seven man support team for one scientist. For one guy, yeah. And I guess the army and the copper guy are there because like Antarctica is sliced into different regions yeah. like different countries have claimed them so it's just to check the norwegians stay where they are and <laughs> yeah. if any dogs come over that's our dog now yeah. <laughs> or only dog things sorry yeah. anything that may or may not be a dog 
I did have a question related to this. So it's in Antarctica. Like you said, Antarctica's split up between different countries. Yeah. Does Norway have a claim on Antarctica? I thought the way it was done is whoever's, like, southernmost gets the claim. (laughs) Oh. That's why the Falklands are big for the UK, because it gives them a claim on Antarctica. I assume Johnny would know. No, I I don't know anything about this. I have seen a map where it's like sliced up like a pie chart for different countries. And there are some odd ones on there you wouldn't expect to have a slice. Right. But it could just be that, you know, a, another larger country allows Norway to go up there and, and have a little... I, I, I don't know. What is it? It doesn't... Why have we got slices of Antarctica? Yeah. It, what for? <laughs> and It's just snow. <laughs> right. So I'm guessing there must be natural gas and oil and shit there, which is the main goal, oh, right? Possibly. Yeah, and possibly. maybe minerals and shit because there is there is rock in like parts, but it's not like that. That's it. And if you're having like a, a tiny little section, what that it's just luck at that point, isn't it? You don't get to choose, or do you? I don't know. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I should have looked into how done, the UN yeah. split out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was going to be so prevalent in this episode. Geopolitical <laughs> relations. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking morons. Somebody knows, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Get in touch. If you know, get in touch. We'll do a (laughs) follow-up. If somebody from the UN wants to reach out or come on, we'll get you on with the flu next week and we'll really iron this out. So now uh, MacReady, I keep going to say MacReady, MacReady and Dr. Copper go to the Norwegian base to check out what was happening there. It's quite an important scene. It's very cool because it's kind of like their glimpse into the future because this is exactly what happens to them uh, because they don't take any of the warnings seriously enough. But, they don't speak Norwegian well enough. Yeah. Even though you know it's supposed to be this serious scene, when he rolls out of the helicopter, did you all note the size of an insane hat. McGreedy's hat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I've Just thought... completely removed any kind of seriousness. <laughs> or a doubt of that fucking hat, man. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. It's just like when you play a game and it allows you to customise your character, then you go into like yeah. the big scene of the game, but you've customised too much. You've got green hair, you've got massive tits, and you can't take anything seriously <laughs> the worst hat to wear in the antarctic as well yeah <laughs> See, he had to put his hood up and then put the hat on like, this won't keep my ears warm. <laughs> one big gust and it'll take him off like fucking <laughs> miles it's like it's you like, be a helicopter <laughs> with that on it's like a fucking parrot or either that will just rip his head off good glad you all noticed yeah and it, literally... it makes several appearances in this movie it's not just this scene he wanders about with it quite a lot yeah. <laughs> i mean you would if you had that hat wouldn't you well Oh, yeah. I, I'd be wearing Naturally. that now. If you're paying per inch, I imagine it costs quite a lot. That's a lot of material. <laughs> Just reading my notes, and apparently I wasn't as aware as all of you that the dog was infected. I was like, was the dog infected? Lots of shots of the dog staring. I think the dog is infected. <laughs> After the crazy Norwegians came, I just put... Wolf the alien? Question mark. <laughs> Dog thing. <laughs> Joe's got one of those like cork boards. Yeah. He's got thing written on one piece of paper. Red strings. A picture of the over. dog on the other. Yeah, string between them. <laughs> hmm. 
Bingo. Well, nobody is as quick on the mark as you boys because they take that dog, they put it in the kennels after someone's like, can somebody get this fucking dog out of the scientific area, please? (laughs) Put him with the other dogs. So they do. And then obviously it starts to transform and tries to assimilate the other dogs because they realise that this dog is just staring at the fucking wall when the rest of them are just chilling. So they start barking. It starts killing them. And then the reason I know this scene is because someone pulls the fire alarm to, to warn everyone but innately, that means to everyone, grab the flamethrower. Because it isn't passed down between people. It's just on the other end of the, the facility then, one guy says to another guy, somebody needs the flamethrower. So, so I love that in this universe, in this facility at least, fire alarm doesn't mean fire. It means make fire. Yeah. Somebody's got to set a fire. Get the flamethrower. If there is a fire, you pull the water alarm. <laughs> 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 it's a list of demands, really, all these alarms. <laughs> I want to know why they have so many guns at this place. Because they have an old armory. Why do they need so many yeah. guns? They had enough flamethrowers for one each as well. You don't even need one in the Arctic, let alone fucking ten. I don't know, mate. Those emperor penguins could turn up any day. <laughs> and wave after wave. Penguins. You need so many guns for that. <laughs> Do you mean the penguin things? Yeah, <laughs> penguins. Peng things. Penguins. Damn it. <laughs> penguin things. God damn it. I mean, the Nor- Norwegians had flipping grenades with them as well. Yeah, yeah they were using for? thermite and shit, weren't they? Fucking yeah, gangster. Was that not for drilling into the ice? I guess so. Don't, you don't drill well, with grenades. You drill, not dynamite. <laughs> well, no, it, it was thermite, which melts shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what else melts? Ice. <laughs> Ice. Oh, if you're taking, I assume they're taking samples of stuff. You don't want to melt them. You want to Well, you can take them. samples of thermite and water. <laughs> when when they oh, were dropping too. them out of the helicopter, though, that was like an explosion. Thermite's like a burn. It's like phosphorus almost. It's like mm. fucking shh. Like shh. I'm going to do the sound effect. Like that. What was the show where they used to get thermite out at every opportunity? Oh, they'd be like, can Brainiac thermite melt through this brainiac? Yeah. And every week it was just like, they didn't have a segment. So they'd be like, okay, what else can we melt with thermite this week? Will thermite burn this lock? Yes, of course it will. It's literally what it's designed to do. Straight away, followed by that woman throwing fruit into the pool to see if it floats. Oh, she's got some luscious <laughs> melons. Will they float? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we all remember the melon one very yeah. iconically. Yeah. She had a name that my is Anne like Ling. at the back of my... My, my Ling. Ling. Dr. Maya Ling. Oh. oh my God. I heard she's not even a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> she was a real woman, Harry. That's all they needed. <laughs> Do you guys find it weird? They found a corpse with two heads in the Norwegian base and they just went, we better take this back. Yeah, nobody <laughs> commented on that at all. No. But it was clearly two people fused together. And that's kind of an inconsistency between the prequel and this is that at the end of the prequel, they obviously burn it. Um, that's why they find it in the pile. But even when we see it in the pile, it's still kind of goopy. And in fact, I, there's a note later on. I don't know how anyone doesn't know these things are dead because they are dripping <laughs> profusely, even though they have been burned. And also it's fucking freezing. Everyone's walking around yeah. inside with coats on. These are just exposed to the open and they're still as wet as you fucking can be. And then everyone's surprised when they come back to life. There was that cool shot in the Norwegian base as well where I'm guessing he killed himself because he'd slashed both his wrists and his own throat. Yeah, what order did he do that? Yeah. 
Because once you've done your wrists, you're not yeah. doing your throat. No, no. But if you do your throat, you don't need to do your wrists. No. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like, I, it was quite cool whether the blood had like formed icicles that Froze. was coming out of his wrist. Yeah. I thought that was quite a cool shot. Which is why it's even weirder that they saw that, saw the blood frozen. <laughs> They'd been dead about maybe a day. And then the thing from the smouldering pile of ashes outside is still goopy. Yeah. Closet's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what impressed me about this, because then the panic set in after the dog assimilates the other dogs. They see it, they burn it. And that's when uh, Blair realises that this thing can assimilate and become other things. Mm. And I didn't know that about this movie. I always thought this was one thing which was like people were chasing throughout. It was just changing into different people. It wasn't assimilating. It was just changing its form. Mm. So it was a nice surprise to me that this split into other things and could also infect other people through its own DNA. Yeah. Well, it is called The Thing, not The Things. So I think that was a yeah. pretty safe assumption, Ev. Yeah. <laughs> we do see one of The Things, just as they're like getting yeah. the flamethrower to come and burn the dogs. One of the things jumps into the ceiling. Am I to believe no one saw that? I thought oh, that yes, happened as well. go up. Yeah. Yeah, and it pulls oh, itself shit. through. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then he's like, torch it. But they only torch the one on the floor. Yeah. 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 They torch it and then immediately put it out. I don't want that annoyed <laughs> No, you've me. burnt it too much. Please put it out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it to be all the way dead. Someone's going to win the Nobel yeah. Prize for this. it's about this time where we get the first of about 30 autopsies as well isn't it (laughs) yeah Yeah, quite a lot of science from here on out (laughs) yeah it's all flares and autopsies oh uh, yeah Science very easily beaten by flares for screen time. (laughs) They're lucky that they had someone who could do the autopsies. I'm guessing just because they're scientists doesn't mean that you can do all science. Like (laughs) you wouldn't get like a geologist building the fucking Mars rover, would you? (laughs) I think when they are doing the dissection, one of the doctors realizes it's an alien or something, and we Mm. get the reference to the chariot of the gods. I thought Johnny will love that. Don't know what that is. Do you not? Oh, mate. (laughs) I feel like you way overestimate my knowledge of things. (laughs) Chariots of the Gods is like a book about how um, ancient gods were just aliens and shit. That's right up your alley. Oh, oh, uh, I've listened to a podcast about that. Uh, Well, that guy who actually says that, he's all about this conspiracy stuff, isn't he? He he actually mentions the Incas being guided by Mm. aliens. Oh, Uh, the guy is always smoking massive spliffs. Yeah, Norris was that? Nor- no, Norris, Norris the is the nice dude. guy. There were so many people in this. Yeah. It is impossible. Should have to worn keep name tags. All the... Yes, that would have been. Well, they did apparently, but because they <laughs> mention it, they say that when the monster kills people, the thing kills people. It removes their name tags, so they don't know who's dead based on the shed clothes. Just clean up the clothing as well. Why are you taking the name tag but leaving the clothing strewn about so you know someone's dead? Anyway, yeah, that guy talks about ancient aliens as the history channel who did ancient aliens. That's good. Aliens, that guy. (laughs) I'm not saying it's aliens, but... But it's aliens. (laughs) It's a thing. It's some sort of dog dog thing. Uh, it was quite. I, I I didn't like it when the dogs were all like whimpering, trying to get away from that dog as it changed. Well, from that thing, that dog thing as it changed. <laughs> there was, I was it was like trying to claw its way out of the fucking kennel thing. I was like, oh god! Yeah. I know. Isn't it funny that it was pretty hack? But how we prefer 
dogs over humans so much more in films. I don't give a fuck if humans die. That is weird, yeah, right? No, no, no. I was like, oh, <laughs> that guy's dead now. It's like one dog gets scared. I'm like, get it out! Save the animals! <laughs> one of the most visceral parts of this is where the that happens and the dog is like jumping up and chewing off tiny bits of the fence yeah. at a time. It's like, oh, I hope he gets out. Yeah. And then he yeah. gets squirted with fucking acid from the thing. Like, oh, he, he's gonna die, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and he does. He melts. What will win, thermite or this dog? <laughs> it was thermite. It's, it's always thermite. Uh, so things really kick off here. Blair goes mad. He starts destroying the joint. He was one of the scientists. He discovers that this, even the cells of the thing can like assimilate to other cells on a micro level. McGreedy doesn't trust anybody. Although, one thing that annoyed me is, even though it's pretty clear pretty soon on that this thing kind of like turn into other people everybody's just allowed to go and do their own thing far too much you get mm. everybody in the same room straight away oh, yeah. fuck off anybody mm. going to their chambers and stuff i want to see everyone all the time certainly that happens later on in the movie but for now everyone's doing their own thing something to note here is i actually don't remember the guy's name but he dies here so it doesn't matter he tells mccready that Nobody should share food or drink because the thing can enter your body but just by sharing a bite of something or putting yeah. something in your food. I was wondering if you boys think McCready told anybody else. Because <laughs> he tells him and that guy dies now and McCready doesn't really react to it. He just kind of stands and then leaves and that guy dies. Uh, because this lends itself to a theory at the end of the movie that McCready is and always has been one of the things. Because he learns this information. Doesn't do anything with it, yeah. That's true. And later on, they do a test where they get blood in the in the dish thing, don't they? And then they use a hot needle or some heated up metal or whatever. So if it touches it and it doesn't react, then you're human. And if it does react, it goes fucking wild and it's trying to pre- preserve itself. But they're using the same fucking knife. And I don't think wiping, yes. it, wiping it on your trousers is well sterilized enough to maybe not transmit a virus. No, I... I- <laughs> I think that's how diseases yeah. were perpetuated <laughs> yeah. for Famously, a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are scientists and they don't think that that's, well, one is a scientist and he's probably dead now. So, <laughs> <laughs> One thing, uh, I'm sure you're all going to agree, this film is so good at hiding who the thing is. Yeah. Like you're never really sure at any time like who it is and that's what keeps you invested. Like this, I think that's what a lot of horror films now fail at because it wants so much to like be creepy and for you to see the thing that they've spent all the money mm. on it kind of removes all that mystery for you but this is just so perfect yeah, for yeah. it you never know who it is mm. and there are some theories online and the cinematographer said this but john carpenter refuted it but the cinematographer said whenever there's light in somebody's eyes that's when you know they're human oh uh, right I, n- I never picked up on that i saw another comment where it was like if they're breathing and no breath comes out of their mouth then they're the thing because they're cold-blooded not warm-blooded because ah. it can thaw out the ice and it's cold-blooded so it survives yeah and that's one of the theories for the end which i'm sure we'll get into once we get there when they're both sat in that shed yeah. mccready and childs you can see mccready's breath obviously because he's just taken a fucking he's whole smoke a cigarette <laughs> yeah <laughs> But you can't see any from Childs. But the actor uh, I saw in an interview said that, at least from his point of view, that wasn't intentional, that there was no breath. Like, he wasn't told 
that you wouldn't have any in this scene. He just always assumed that it was just his like position to the fire because the fire is right behind him, whereas MacReady's sat in the cold, dark corner. Yeah, that's a testament to this film, though, in that you're still... Everyone's looking for these things that maybe are giving it away or maybe it's saying this or saying that because you don't really know. And the whole point, like you were saying, Ev, about how like films now are so ready to show you it and that be the scary thing. Yeah. The scary thing about this is that you have no fucking idea until your arm gets chomped off or mm. you get fucking set on fire by accident because someone thinks, you know, like it's 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 really clever at, at building that tension throughout without overtly sort of throwing it in your face. It's, it's clever. It's very clever. Almost like John Carpenter knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the people, the critics of the time did not think so. Oh, really? They fucking slated this when it came out. People didn't really go to see it in the cinema, but critics were like, this is awful. And even the guy who directed the original adaptation of the novella, The Thing from Out of Space, I think it was called, yeah. he was like, this is a wank version of what I did. Oh, fuck. Uh, but then... Eventually, when this was released on video home release, people were like, this is amazing what you were talking about. And all the critics changed their mind. I just <laughs> needed to see it on a smaller screen. <laughs> but obviously now this is one of the most critically acclaimed films. Yeah, there yeah. Is, for good reason, because it's amazing. The score in it was pretty cool as well. I, feel, I, I can't remember what it was used in. I read somewhere that it was the f- music that they didn't use in this. They used in... The a- Hateful Eight. Oh, they used it in The Hateful yeah. Eight. Which is... Oh. Uh, very different style films, but I'm guessing it must have worked. <laughs> and a similar story. Yeah, you don't know who's done it. Very true. They panned his music for this, and then when he reused it for The Hateful Eight because it wasn't being used, he won an award for it. So <laughs> people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Or nominated for an Oscar or something like that. What I'm hearing is this film was very before its time. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. And then the prequel from 2011 was way after its time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're in the midst of people like not trusting each other now. Everybody's accusing each other. And the only person who's really been isolated from everyone is Blair, who is the scientist who went mad. After he went mad, they put him out in just like the tool shed at the back. And they think he might be the only one who really isn't infected because he's been locked in this thing on his own. So they go out there uh, to ask whether or not they've seen Fuchs because he's the current suspect everyone's looking for. And I love how he tries to convince people he's he's not an alien by going, I'm not even going to hurt anybody, I promise. I'm much better now. I won't even hurt a single person. I'm I'm good man. And Bollocks. if you'd assimilate it into a human, you would know that is the very last thing you would say because that's how you convince everyone that you are an alien. I'm good, guy. I just, I just want to be back with everyone, you know? You remember before when I was doing that thing? I'm all better now. I'm not that guy (laughs) that's exactly what he sounds like (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to shut this little slidey hatch while you're still talking (laughs) as he's talking (laughs) so that guy's an alien (laughs) I think we are all agreed that this guy's an alien (laughs) when they were locking this alien in the shed there was I thought oh that's a bit shit then I noticed there's a sexy calendar on the wall, so it's not all bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice he made a noose for himself? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, as yeah. soon as he got to December, he had no more days. Yeah. He's like, I'm going up there. I'll do a wank for each month and then the final wank. Number 13 from the, from the rope. Go out with a bang. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that scene. And it's so funny how Kirk just closes it on him. <laughs> talking. Guys, I'm fine. <laughs> we get one of those um machines as well. Do you, they do this in certain films where it's like a 
exposition machine where it tells you the chances of the team being infected and what would happen. It's a good job that they brought their projections machine machine to the Antarctic, isn't it? It's saying how all the civilized areas would be destroyed in 27,000 hours, which is a weird way of putting time. Yeah. What does that translate to in days? Three years. That's not oh, that that's bad. Not bad. Just over three years. I was shocked when they had chess on a computer at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh my God, they're really going advanced <laughs> on this, aren't they? And then they had that machine. And then also the one that like simulated the cells, yeah. amalgamating other cells and stuff. Yeah, I, I went a bit early with my technology surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a game at first. Yeah. What <laughs> is that one where you like, you avoid asteroids and stuff? <laughs> Asteroid. <laughs> yeah, <that was>, yeah. <laughs> so when McCready comes in from checking on the dock, there's a shot of him outside and he's got a big frosty beard because it's fucking cold. And when he's indoors, I noticed the continuity is really good because he's got a slightly melted beard now. Well, I just mm. thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, details like that. Is this where he smashes in the window and then he's got dynamite and a flare? <laughs> Another flare. No, him and... The cook, I think they go up to his shack to because the lights were on. Oh, and he was like, I switched yeah. those off when I left. So they went and checked in the shack. And then the cook guy found his mangled up jacket that had his name on it. He was like, oh my God, he's transformed. And he runs back and leaves McCready to die in the storm. Yes, yes, that's it. Because that's supposed to denote that he... Because every time that someone is assimilated, the thing cannot help but fuck up their clothes as well. Yeah. So it looked like McCready was hiding that. Yeah, and then this is where the movie from here on out points that McCready might be a thing. Mm. Uh, but he, he breaks back in, he grabs the flamethrower, holds the dynamite... Oh no, the flare even. Holds the dynamite way too close to flare yeah. for ages. He has that dynamite next to anything that's on fire for the rest of this movie. <laughs> and he should have blown up ages ago. Literally strapped in dynamite for the rest of the film. <laughs> he sort of takes control of the room here, doesn't he? And as he does for the rest of it, he's like the person in charge now. But uh, Gary, who's like the cop who shot the Norwegian guy, they'll get put into this room. This is just before that he makes everyone do the blood test. And... Gary's like, let's get him. He's not really going to blow everyone up. Let's just rush him and take him down. And everybody just stands there in silence. And this is where I gave the movie a 10 out of 10 because it was such a relatable feeling to when you make a really loud joke thinking everybody's going to laugh. But instead, everybody pretends they didn't hear it so they don't have to fake laugh at you. Yeah, yeah. great idea, fucking Gary. Shut the fuck up. Also, it's Gary with two R's, you fucking moron. There's one R in Gary. Gary. <laughs> Someone remind me how it happens. Someone dies or something. They're trying to defib him. It's oh the doctor. God, yeah, they get scene. the doctor in because they th- they have him tied up as well, don't they? Yeah. And matey has a heart attack, so they go go and get the doc, and then they bring him over, and then he starts working on him. Yeah. So the first thing I wrote for a very long time is the hand chomp. He's defibbing <laughs> yeah. this guy, and as he goes to defib him again, well, his tummy splits open, and it's a big mouth. So. Who, who even gross. is it on the table? Norris is his name. Norris. Yeah. Lovely Norris. <laughs> so he goes to defib him. Norris's tummy bites him. He just bites off his hands. And I presume he dies after that because... Yeah, you, you die from so, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think you see yeah. him after that. He's just there with his stumps. <laughs> the, but when they, they end up splitting the group up, don't they? So they a few of them get tied up because they're suspects. 
and their their solution is time up and jack them up with morphine. <laughs> that for me is the absolute fucking solution. Like I don't care what you think, just tie me up, fucking hit me up full of morphine. I would like to be skipping through my mind while all of your shit's going on. Like, <laughs> well, we've run out of eighties, so you're gonna have to have some morphine. <laughs> we've run out of coke. I don't know if you had any more notes on that guy who who just died and his stomach opened, mm. but I, I can only find one thing on why he just dropped to the floor other than like theories that he um, was faking so he could bite the guy's hands off but that's a good way to get yourself killed immediately but it's because apparently that it's perfect assimilation when when the the thing takes your form so if you have something wrong with you like a Mm. blood clot the thing also has a blood clot Ah. because a few times in the movie you see him like grab his chest or like his arm or something and he's, he's he doesn't look very well oh, but he, he right. might just be stressed but the reason he drops it apparently is because that guy had something wrong with him before he was assimilated so the thing kills itself and then realizes that it doesn't have to be dead and can chop that guy's hands off <laughs> well another question is whether the people know like once it's assimilated whether they they think they're the person until the actual cells of the thing activate when it's in danger or needs to assimilate to someone else. Well, the, I think there's a good argument it, for that. It literally this. sucks them into itself, though, right? So it's not it's not taking over their body; it becomes part of the thing. So, but yeah. does it get their memories as well? Is that? I think so. Yeah, it's perfect assimilation. Yeah, I guess it would because it knows what exactly what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I guess it knows what's going on anyway because it's sensing it's it's the the thing thing that's going on it is yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm going on baby (laughs) it could be so easily fucking worked out you could just ask if it didn't have memories which i don't know how it would because that's like neural pathways i think it does yeah i guess the science of it you have to not question but like everyone else does such a good job which is why that scene with blair Telling everyone he's totally fine now and just should come out with everyone else is so funny because every other instance, the thing is spot on apart from that guy. But I suppose that you could say that was a tactic to to keep him locked in there and people away because he's building the spaceship underneath. So maybe he's sass on purpose. The double bluff. This will keep them away from me while I'll be advising. I won't even murder you all. I'm just another man thing. I mean a man. (laughs) They do go back out to Blair, don't they? I can't remember the premise for it, but they go out and check the tool shed. The door's open. Yeah. He's not there. And they go down a hatch or something to the underground of the tool shed. And they're all very nonchalantly discovering... Oh, he's building a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. I suppose there are more pressing matters, yeah, yeah. but there are several things running about. He's been a but busy that, bee, isn't be he? Yeah. <laughs> you could use that to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Also, it, it looks staggeringly similar to the ship from Rick and Morty. Everything to do with that guy had Rick and Morty vibes. Yeah. His dialogue convincing people that he's totally not an alien was very, very Rick and Morty. He actually says, I just want to be with everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. With that. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want that? <laughs> well, eventually, people start dying. They leave Childs there as they go to check on Blair, which is such a stupid idea because yeah. there's only four of them left. Three of them go out to Blair, discover the spaceship. They're out there for a long time and they assume Childs will just stay where he is but eventually we get a shot back to where Charles was the door is open all the coats have changed around and we don't see him until the end of the movie 
They decide to go check on the generator because the power's just gone out and two of them die immediately. They both walk into the same scary dark corner where they've heard noises. No, they don't go check on the generator first. First they blow up the entire upstairs, go down to the generator and then look at the generator and go, oh, shall we fix that? After you've just blown up the entire facility. (laughs) Not really much point, is there? (laughs) A terrible order to do things just like the guy who slit his throat and then his wrists. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you're right, they do blow up everything and then try to put the power back on. <laughs> Luckily, the generator's just gone, so there's yeah. no fucking threat of that. No, so they then decide gone. to blow up all the underground too. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean it's gone? It's gone. It's not fucking there, Mac. <laughs> well, I guess put the dynamite down then. What are you blowing up at this point? Yeah, if the fucking generator's gone. Everyone just pop another flare. We've got an autopsy to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Blair is down there, and mm. there is a sick death scene where he just sticks his hands That's inside grim, the guy's face. Yeah. Not even in his mouth. I wrote like down, that. Blair stretches out Gary's face like he's rubbing butter <laughs> under a turkey skin. <laughs> I knew it reminded me of something. It was Christmas. Perfect. Yes. It's Christmas, they're in the snow. <laughs> is this a Christmas movie, then? They're all doing murdering this each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then uh, Knowles... I think that was his name. Doesn't matter. He's about to die. He hears a noise. He wanders way too far into that room where his mate has just died. Yeah. He also dies immediately. And then McGreedy is about to do the same thing, but then the thing decides to rush under the floors towards him. Doesn't kill him immediately. It bursts out the floor, turns into like a sprouting flower of different things. It's assimilated. And McGreedy says fuck you then and throws the dynamite at it and just gets out of there somehow before the entire area explodes yeah he he just did a a little jump and a roll and he avoided the explosion of eight sticks of dynamite (laughs) yeah oh another thing that contributes to the theory that the mccready we see at the end is actually just of a thing oh yeah 100 he got out of there i thought i was really clever when i realized he might be the thing He's really sus all the way through. He's not like a nice guy. He blows everything up, as Joe said, before suggesting looking at the generator. (laughs) Well, (laughs) do the things know that there are other things? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. That is the thing. (laughs) When they assimilate, they think they're human. But no, they are just like these singular organisms that their only setting in their mind is, I must become another thing and survive. There's no way to tell, is there? No, I like the idea of the... The two guys left at the end just mm. both being things and they're just sort of trying to tactfully tell each other for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're not wanting to give it away. So, how do you feel about this cold? You, you're feeling it yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Do you, want, do you want to get near that fire? No? Just a totally another human yeah, guy. Yeah. Really cold out yeah. here. <laughs> Super cold. I really hope we can get home. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Oh, just where all the other people are. I really can't wait to get back to that population centre of mine. (laughs) (laughs) In this last scene where it's the two survivors, it's uh, Rick and Morty president and McCready. Childs and McCready, yeah. So McCready somehow survives and then Childs, who we haven't seen for a good 20 minutes, wanders out and is just like, oh, hey man, you survived too. And then they both sit down. Yeah. McCready hands him a drink because he's always drinking his like, I, I don't know, he's got some sort of whiskey, hasn't he? J&B Scotch. Yeah, he hands yeah. him the bottle and he watches him take a sip. And I thought this was a clever test uh, going back to yes. the 
squeaky blood, blood sample, fire thing. Alcohol is poison, so he thought if it's a thing, it'll go meh. Because That's alcohol true. is poison, hashtag New Year, New Me. <laughs> what is close to one of the popular theories on this is that the bottle wasn't actually filled with alcohol. Because they were just using Molotovs, it's actually filled with kerosene or gasoline ah. that they were using to throw into the rooms. Ah. And that was the test. But the sort of counter evidence to that is that McCready was about to take a drink before Childs walks into the shot. But again, you can offset that by saying... You're about to die of the coldest thing you've ever felt. <laughs> Why not drink some gasoline and or kerosene to either kill yourself quicker or get that sweet, sweet high for five <laughs> minutes before you <laughs> melt internally? <laughs> what will win? Kerosene or my organs? <laughs> it's kerosene. It's always kerosene. <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the prevailing theories. And the other is that... Well, the, the, the other kind of evidence is that the, the things can't become inorganic material. And what's his name? Childs has a gold tooth and also he has his earring in, which is also might be cases for why he's not a monster. Yeah. And also, if McCready was about to drink the gasoline, maybe he is also a thing and he's just assimilated and didn't know. McCready obviously has got the breath there. Childs doesn't. John Cobbeter confirmed at least one of them is a the thing. But he and nobody from the film has ever said which one it is. Neither do I think the actors know. No, yeah. I don't think they would. Yeah, I'm wondering what you boys think. Um, I did think this film should have ended with the end, question mark. <laughs> the, the end! Thing, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, it could be either of them, couldn't it? Could be yeah. either of them. That is what they wanted you to think. I hadn't yes. thought about it before, but the fact that MacReady survived the explosion and it was a big fucking explosion. Mm. Yeah. I think that leans it towards him but then he was on his own fighting that other one so he had no reason to fight unless well if they don't know they're a thing when they're assimilated if they think they're just that person until they need to be a thing and like the film that sets up they're just out for their own survival as long as yeah. the thing is that is within them can go and pass on to other people and become other people that is the ultimate survival for them so whether that means taking out another the thing in order for them to survive this is going to be so confusing pronouns wise for the thing <laughs> that's why this is so good is that there's so much evidence in this movie that you can say well oh well yeah. It all makes sense, actually. Sort of nods at a lot of different outcomes, but never really addresses it. It's yeah. clever. The other evidence from McCready being the thing is, so he hands Child the drink, Child drinks it, and then McCready sort of turns to the side and laughs as if he's confirmed something to himself. And that could either be because it was a test, like you said, Harry, it's alcohol or it's kerosene or it's something that's confirmed that Charles is a monster, or he's just drank some of the drink, put his DNA on the outside and made Childs a yeah. thing by sharing the DNA with him. Fucking which is hell. why I noted earlier whether or not you thought he passed on to the other people that they shouldn't share food and drink. Because ah. if McCready didn't tell other people that, Childs wouldn't have known he had not to he drink was from that then, bottle. After that. Uh. Unless maybe he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. They know they're yeah. going to die. They're both so. dead. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But that is what he wanted. It's better than most films where it fucking spells everything out to you the whole Absolutely. way through, right? I'd rather leave films with questions rather than having everything answered. Yeah. I usually hate cliffhangers because yeah. I feel like they're lazy. Like you just couldn't be bothered to come up with a good answer. But the ambiguity of this, mm. and John Carpenter does know, and the way he doesn't tell you is so good that th that's why this has lasted. It's such a perfect yeah. movie. I think that brings us into the question then, boys. And since, Joe, this is your first time, we'll start with you. Joseph, so you think that was good, do you? I did think that was good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. 
because I re- I watched Aliens really recently, mm. and I was put off watching it for ages because I was like, oh, it's old film, this will be shit. Yeah. And I watched it and I really liked it. And I was like, this is before its time. And then I had the same trepidation with this one. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awful. But I had no idea what it was going to be about. What's it going to be? I even know it was about aliens until the very first five seconds of this film. I just thought it was like some <laughs> weird spaceship. organism yeah. they find under the ice and it just follows them around and tries to kill them. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a very good film. Good. Has it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good, actually. Really well paced. I don't think we've really focused on that enough, but very well paced. At one point, I realised I hadn't written any notes for about half an hour just because it was so gripping. <laughs> it's really tense. Uh, the score's really good. Going into this, the only other John Carpenter film I'd seen was They Live. Have you seen that? I haven't. It's basically no. about a guy who finds some glasses and when he puts them on... You might have seen clips of it, like there's adverts, billboards, sorry, and he puts on the glasses and it just says consume and he's leafing through. Ah. No? Anyway, it's quite a good book. No. Book? It's quite a good film, but it's a bit shit at the same time. (laughs) So going into this, I was like, it's not going to be as good as everyone says. I've seen John Carpenter films, but classic sci-fi film and deservedly so. Perfect. Johnny Boy. I'm going to echo everyone pretty much. It was... I mean, looking at the reviews even online, it's scored, it's like at minimum like 8.1, 8.2 on, across the board through all the metrics. So it's it's pretty well well loved unanimously. But it's, like you said, the pacing was brilliant. It was it was gripping the whole way through. And generally, I, I don't know, films from this sort of early 80s especially, they had, had a tendency to make things like almost too too extra too big and try and like outdo themselves a bit and it dates it too much but i think this was brilliant i think from start to finish best film that i've done for the pod easily oh nice oh one accolade uh yeah i can only echo you boys brilliant movie i, I don't have a bad thing to say about it it was fantastic <laughs> it was hard to um, make fun of yeah. <laughs> unfortunately yeah yeah. there's sometimes you watch a movie for the pod which is just so good it's hard to make fun of i thought this was going to be so weird that it would be easy for us to pick up on things but it was so compelling Mm. and like you said paced so well it was it was really hard to take notes because you were just watching a really good movie (laughs) uh yeah great i think this may also be the best movie i've watched for the pod great stuff well fucking great that wraps us up then boys i don't have any bad reviews i did see one bad review that i thought was pretty funny because I did have a quick look. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try and say their name, but it was <laughs> from someone that they It'll be said, the guy who made the fucking prequel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give a zero if I could. Haven't seen it, but I heard a dog dies. <laughs> dog thing dies. You haven't seen it. <laughs> what the fuck? You only heard right, and many dogs die. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, boys, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you all for listening. Please do leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now, and follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And next time, I believe, we'll be watching Big, which we were supposed to do this week, but that'll be the next one coming up. Uh, until then... Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao.